Shalom with Nicole Lessio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hello, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole. And welcome to Pop the Kettle On. We are your parenting, womanhood, marriage, baby, life review podcast where we dissect the good, the bad, the ugly family life and have a bit of a joke about what pops up in popular culture to do with all of that stuff. Because it's always tea time. And if I don't laugh, I'm going to cry. Me too. How you doing, Rach? I'm well. My voice not so much. Yeah, I notice a little thing situation going on. I have throat issues. <laughs> throat issues. <laughs> um, we are going to feature a tea of the week. Excellent. Because my aim in life is to be sponsored by a tea company. Oh, you are very wise. <laughs> this is excellent. What is the, the problem is I only drink one tea from one tea company. Mm-hmm, but that's so. okay. I will broaden your horizons. <laughs> Let's hope so. Go. What have you got? Um, today I'm sponsored by Honey and Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> lemon comes from a tree. Yes. But every now and then it comes from a squeezy bottle in the fridge. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Honey comes from bees. Did you know that? I did. Fun fact. Fun fact. Mm. It's good to remain factual. <laughs> keep these things honest. So I'll keep the honey lemon going. Yes. And hopefully the voice will... We'll hold out. We'll hold out. And we'll we'll pause for, you know, coughing breaks, should coughing breaks be required. Mm. Don't think now, anyone wants to hear that. what would be good is mm-hmm. if you had a microphone of your own that you could mute... But, uh, yeah, technical issues mean that I am not organised enough to have worked out the great workaround that our, you know, technical assistant, Andy, provided for us. (laughs) So if he's listening, and he will probably, uh, I will fix it by next week. (laughs) Thank you, Nicole, and thank you, Andy. Um, But we did it. We did the thing. We did the thing. We put it in the world. I know. It's out there. It's out there. We have listeners. We have feedback. Well, actually, I don't. I haven't told you this yet. Mm-hmm. We have 119 listeners. Oh, according to Wooshka. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't have that many friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> Must be all you. Uh, no, I think it's a combination. And uh-huh. then, you know, probably me listening to it three times to make sure it sounded okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's something to build on. Very exciting. Indeed. Welcome everybody. Can I share with you some of our feedback so far? Nicole? Oh, please do. <laughs> Because I'd like to, um, you know, compliment slash embarrass you. Oh, crap. Okay. Because I think the one of the best um, reviews that we got mm-hmm. from a friend of ours' husband, mm-hmm. Verbal Voyeurism. Verbal Voyeurism. <laughs> I do love that. Was a bit of a winner. I did like that. Yes, yes. And I Hat thought, tip to you, my friend. You know who you are. This is what we're going for. Verbal <laughs> Voyeurism. And I thought it must be interesting maybe for a dude to be listening in and going, is that what women talk about? Exactly. See, we there. thought we had a, like mm-hmm. a female audience situation, mm-hmm. but there could be surreptitious male audience cluing themselves into mm-hmm. women folk Ooh. audience situation. Ooh. What women want, what women think. Yes, exactly. Did you see there's a new movie coming out, What Men Want? No. You know that old like Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson et cetera? Hunt, yeah. So they're doing like remake but flipping the roles. Ooh, do we have cast? Now, this is where I get stuck with the name, so I'll get back to you. <laughs> the person who was in The Thing with the other guy. There's a thing with a movie with a thing, and I'm proud of myself that I know something that's coming out. It's <laughs> very impressive. In the world. But I'm, I'm worried about what that could mean mm-hmm. and how it will look, so I will reserve yeah. judgment. I saw the preview, and it looked really, 
really cute. Nice. So maybe that's one that we'll have to review. Okay. That sounds good. When it comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as movies go, you've been to see one. I have. Talk to me. <laughs> Christopher Robin. Oh. Was it just as lovely as it looks? Because I haven't seen it yet. It was as lovely as it looks, and it's soft and fuzzy and mm. warm, mm-hmm. and sent my husband to sleep. Okay. But clearly he has no soul. <laughs> or he was very tired, Rachel. Perhaps. You he have was three young children. Very tired. Very perhaps, tired. Perhaps. And in fact, my dear husband had a um, topic suggestion for us. Ooh. He says, can you talk about the fact that I, ha- I can't think and I have no memory <laughs> as a result of being a, pre- a parent? Oh, him mm-hmm. or you? Um, I think he was talking about himself. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I find that I have I have memories, and then the kids will have a completely different memory of the same event. Right. Because we were talking with um, child number one mm-hmm. um, recently about a particular event, mm-hmm. and my memory of it was was completely different to hers, mm-hmm. and it was just fascinating. Because mm-hmm. I yeah, she remembered bits of it that did not seem important, obviously, to file in my brain. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, my husband was more, he was making the comment that at his work, mm. he feels like he's constantly handicapped. <laughs> By his lack of memory. Yeah. He's like behind the eight ball. And I think that a big a big part of it is uh, sleep deprivation, hence yeah. the falling asleep in the cinema, etc. Yes. situation. Yeah. But he said to his workmates, like, this isn't me. You don't know me. I'm really sharp and witty and funny. And I remember stuff. And remember stuff. I hold people in mind. And I just feel so not myself in that way since having kids. Yeah. Mm. It's very much a thing because you, well, I mean, there's a reason that sleep deprivation is used for torture Mm. in in war situations. Mm. And that's because it messes with your brain. Yeah. And it, it does feel like it changes who you are. I feel like I'm... You know, obviously, my youngest is six now, and mm-hmm. and getting much more usual kind of sleep than I have been for you know eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, it does. It makes you a little bit batty, I think. Mm. Mm. A little bit batty. A little bit batty. Mm. So sleeping in the movies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's money well spent. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So should we do the thing? Should we talk, Christopher Robin? Please, because okay. I want to know more about it. Because I had more review feedback. Oh, oh, well, no, let's do that first then. That sounds <clears throat> excellent. Nicole Lessio has such a lovely warm presence and is basically a twin for Annabelle Crabb. <laughs> I may have paraphrased slightly. I, I, I suspect so. <laughs> I may have embellished slightly. A little bit. Oh, that's a very kind person who said that. And I, very accurate. I love that woman so much, but she has much more fabulous shoes, much more fabulous uh, choice. Uh, taste in eyewear and also she is a baking and cooking aficionado which i am not so but you have things that annabelle crab doesn't have that's right well. yeah can she play the trumpet i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> can i remember how to probably not <laughs> oh dear yeah oh and more feedback about how um uh so friends of mine were saying how lovely it was to just be part of a conversation mm-hmm. which is nice mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so we are talking to you just so you know people out there yeah and that's our vibe and i must say our, our goal is to be like annabelle and lee oh. we'll get there one day one day <laughs> one day we all want to grow up to be annabelle and lee <laughs> indeed <laughs> i can bring the musical theater oh element oh 
Well, I have jazz hands anyway. Oh, we can totally do <laughs> This is a visual medium, right? <laughs> using the jazz hands. Everybody, everybody imagine can jazz see. hands. Yeah, imagine the jazz hands. Imagine jazz hands. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's weird. That's the second jazz hand reference for today. <laughs> I, did, I did jazz hands earlier. Walking it's, the kids to school. So. This may become a singing podcast. All right. Hold off. That hold sounds wonderful. Back. Hold that back. Like excellent. Um, All right. So, so well done. We made it. It's we out did. in the world. We survived. We yeah. And one day I will also get technically savvy and work out the theme song situation. It'll happen. It will happen. It'll happen. Yeah. So, Christopher Robin. Please. Oh, it was just so beautiful. It looks like it's shot really beautifully. It's like shot a really gentle. Beautifully. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why, look, I went with my two six-year-olds, one three-year-old. Mm. Now, many people would say a three-year-old in a cinema movie <laughs> is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. But my little guy has been taken to movies because yeah. my husband is like an absolute kind of cinemaphile. Mm-hmm. So he's usually really good in the cinema. Yeah. And I went, that's fine. And then, you know, the comment was made, it's probably not great for younger kids mm-hmm. and it's not because there's not a lot of action and points of interest so I'd say kind You're of really maybe it right now. no 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 because I think the age range is more just older childhood right but actually you know one of these great movies that really the audience is the parents yeah because yes. I felt really personally affected by the message and the theme nice which okay. is Christopher Robin grows up to be an overly stressed out <laughs> you know um, work focused. Yep. Not listening to his child and his lovely wife being driven by the dollar, mm-hmm. succumbing to the pressure of work wow. and neglecting family life and not being able to go away for a little holiday adventure with the family. I wonder if anyone relates to that situation. <laughs> Me? Never! Never! I'm sitting there going, I'm Christopher Robin. <laughs> I'm Christopher Robin. I need Pooh to appear in my life and take me on an adventure through the woods. Wow. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to make that happen. Um. <laughs> so, you know, um, it was lovely because that's basically, you know, the storyline of the movie. Right. Christopher Robin's all grown up and he forgets how to play. Aww. And so, you know, his wife says to him, stop being so stressed, you're going to crack up. And then a real live bear appears to him and he uh-huh. goes, this is it, I'm cracking up. <laughs> so can anyone else see who? Or can only Christopher Robinson? Everyone can see poo. Everyone can see poo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. He's I real. thought it was like he's right. alive. Wow. And all the other characters. Yeah. But um, yeah, they take him back into the sort of, you know, hundred acre wood of his childhood. Oh wow. On a little adventure. That sounds lovely. Yeah. And um, you know, it's um this is the kind of obvious theme that smacks smacks you in the face is mm. Pooh's little kind of, you know, how he says the little things. Yes. Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding so, him. Yes. Do you like <laughs> my Winnie the Pooh impression? It's very peaceful. It's very peaceful. And so he says, hmm, doing nothing always leads to the best type of something. Oh, That's and, very lovely. And I think that that's more the key message is just that idea of, you know, the utility of doing nothing mm. and letting go and being with the moment and going with the flow and not trying to control everything and that that's where creativity lies yeah you know 
on the movie posters they've got that image of um Pooh and the grown up Christopher Robin just sitting on a log yeah sort of like a little um <clears throat> clearing in the woods looking out at the sunset yeah and that idea of you know we just all need to kind of just do that a little bit more that sounds like a lovely idea yeah yeah until something until something happens because I think well there was something I read recently you know Facebook memes woo-hoo. Mm-hmm. um and it was uh, something about a creative adult is the one that who's survived childhood or something. Right. Something like that about about how you know you you basically the creativity and the fun and the joy gets smushed out of you mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah. Um, oh, the cre- what is it? The creative adult is the child who survived. The creative adult is oh. the child who survived. Yeah. Yeah. Because you kind of get that smushed out of you. You do. A little bit. Like you yeah, well, Christopher little... Robin goes away to school. He gets oh, sent away sent to away. boarding school. Oh, boys. And that's why he has to leave oh. Pooh and all his friends. Oh, and then he forgets. And then he, he goes wants. to war. I mean, oh. like, you know. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> so he goes to boarding school. Tough he goes child. to World War II. <laughs> <laughs> he works in a suitcase factory. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, you know. Um, boarding school and war aside, mm. you know, there kind of is that expectation that um, play is for kids. Yes. Yes. But then at a certain point, play ends. Yeah. No more play. Yeah. No more fun for you. Yeah, which is really sad. Mm-hmm. And I think where, where creativity dies, you mm-hmm. know, when because play is, mm. I mean, there's a great Walt Disney quote about play that I can't remember off the top of my head, mm-hmm. just about how that's where creativity is, you know, that's mm-hmm. where the real work is, is in yeah. play. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to go Dr. Rach on you. Oh, please I have do. a different voice for Dr. Rach. <laughs> okay, that's just really weird. I have no voice, so I'm putting on voices. putting on voices. This is fun. Um, but, you know, so there's a there's a type of um, therapy for kids called play therapy. Yes. Which sounds kind of awesome, doesn't it? It sounds brilliant. And yet, you know, when parents come and bring their children to you and they say, oh, look, you know, we're having some separation anxiety or mm. whatever it is, and you say to them, mm-hmm, 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 yes, I'm a very serious doctor. Well, bring them in and we're going to play. <laughs> and then come and pick them up. Um, a lot of parents don't immediately get the connection there yeah. as to why you would be doing play therapy. Mm. But, um, you know, the pioneers of kind of this type of therapy, it sort of comes from the history of um, humanistic therapies for adults anyway, mm. where, you know, we're kind of looking at the entirety of the whole human kind of being in sync. Mm-hmm. And also a little bit of that psychoanalytic idea that the unconscious, so this is kind of Freud. Yeah has his little iceberg. Mm. Have you heard of this before? No, no. It's all iceberg analogy. That, you know, what you tap into most of the time with people is what's above the surface, surface which is the conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And so all most of kind of Freud's therapy and psychoanalysis is trying to tap into the unconscious, what lies underneath. Mm -hmm. That, in fact, it's those drives, desires, memories, you know, etc., um, that often kind of come from the difficult stuff in childhood yeah. that arises, that leaks out, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, that's called the id, yes. when it leaks out. And then it scrapes the Titanic. Oh, sorry, have I taken this too far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Um, 
Um, and so anyway, play therapy is all about that idea that first of all, play is a child's natural way of, of communicating and letting all of that out. Yes, because sitting on a couch and talking to it does not work something so really well. Do. <laughs> does not work so well. No. Tell me your memories, hopes and desires, <laughs> little five-year-old. Um, you know, so it, it, it's often a bit of a you've got to do a lot of like communicating to adult people. Mm. You know, like yes, we might be doing play therapy. For me, I'm not all that well trained in play therapy. I've done mm. little bits of it. Yeah. Um, but and so I do bits of play in amongst the other stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's totally legitimate to just do a full hour of non-directive play, which mm-hmm. means go for your life, kid. Yeah. And I'll sit here and be completely in tune yeah. with what it is that you're wanting to explore through that play. Yeah. And I mean, guess what? Newsflash. Stuff comes. Adults up. need the same thing. Wow. Yeah. Adults need the same thing. <clears throat> yeah. Is is that why some of those sort of um, uh, painting classes, you know, the mm-hmm. cork and chroma or whatever, and mm-hmm. those kind of things seem to be really popular at the moment. Yeah, what is it? What are you talking Well, they have, they have these, you know, painting classes, and you go and you have glass of champers or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and you, you paint. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're very directed as far as what you paint. Right. But, but I think it's kind of tapping back into that idea that you can be creative and you can play mm. a little bit. Yeah. Mm. And it's funny because for adults you have to say, come and have wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a canvas. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, it's kind of this whole idea that Pooh is trying to inject us with is is about nothingness, though. Mm. No purpose. Mm-hmm. Because you whack a canvas in front of someone, me included, yeah. and the first thing you're thinking is, oh, I can't paint. Yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't. I'm not good at this. Yeah. In fact, I'm really terrible at this, and I've got all these stories in my head about mm-hmm. why I'm terrible at this and I can't do the thing. Yeah. But, you know, kids just pick up a brush and go, yeah, and stand back and go, look what I made. I'm a genius. This is amazing. (laughs) Can't you see it? (laughs) It's like that story about um, the little kid who was drawing a picture and the teacher says, oh, you know, what are you drawing? And Mm -hmm. she said, I'm drawing God. And and they're like, well, no one knows what God looks like. And Mm -hmm. this kid goes, well, they will once I'm finished. They are so much wiser than us. Oh my goodness! I know it's brilliant. Yeah, but that idea that that you—I mean, the stories you tell about mm. whether you can paint or you can't paint. Mm. I mean, I remember during teacher training, I had a supervisor of mine who was also an art teacher, so mm-hmm. art drama, and um, and I said to her, "I can't paint. I've never, you know, been good at this. Mm-hmm. I've never been good at this." Mm. And she said, "Well, did anyone teach you?" Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they teach you handwriting. Yes, and they teach you about maths. Yes, they teach you, and they stop. Teaching, like yeah. specifically teaching you yes. about how to do this and yeah. how to see things differently. Mm-hmm. And she she gave me a little mini painting mm. lesson mm. Mm. and um, got me to paint myself mm-hmm. and like just in black mm-hmm. paint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of almost looked like a thing that almost looked like a human being, mm-hmm. and which was revelatory, mm-hmm. you know, because you just don't. I went, oh, okay, mm-hmm. so I can learn how to do some of this stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you do, you tell yourself that story. I'm rubbish at this. Yes, yeah. Because, you know, most creative pursuits do require some level of technical skill. Yes. In order to be able to do it. Yeah. So, do you know that I crochet? No! (laughs) 
Do you really? That set of dish coffers coming your way for Christmas. Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> exciting. Well, when I was learning, everyone in my life got a scarf. Nice. Because scarves are kind of like long rows, yeah, which are repetitive, yeah, and um, you can't mess up a scarf too much, right? Because if the kind of um, the loops, what are they called? Knots. Yeah, things. whatever it is, the things. The um, if they're too tight or too loose, it doesn't matter because you're just kind of just going, going back and forth. Mm. Um, but you know, you can't. So I will say to people, and like there are legit studies on, um, you know crochet, knitting, um, cross-stitch, all that kind of stuff because, you know, there's a lot of research studies that say prescribe that to somebody who's anxious. Wow. You know? Um, And one of the reasons why it works is because it's tapping into that kind of creative or repetitive kind of – it's that zone. Mm -hmm. And it's very mindful. Yeah. But you can't just hand someone some knitting needles and go – off you go and relax. <laughs> because that would stress me out because I don't know how to knit. And you will not be able to knit. No. And it does sort of take that kind of muscle memory in order to get into that zone mm. where then you can find it kind of, you know, fluid and enjoyable and all of that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that's where the talent comes in mm-hmm. because talent plus the work equals the muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think about sport as something that people have a natural talent at. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, then develop that talent mm-hmm. because of 10,000 hours or whatever, mm-hmm. I will fact check that if you like, <laughs> around, um, around repetitive kind of um, practice and practice and practice. Mm-hmm. Well, the same thing goes for any creative pursuit. You know, yeah. if you want to write, well, you have to write mm. constantly all mm. the time and keep improving and keep yeah. improving. Yeah. If you want to paint, same deal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's the hours of practice on top of that little spark of talent that mm-hmm. will get you somewhere. Mm. So as well as the utility of boredom, Mm. Let's talk about the utility of sucking. Oh, yes, please. Can we talk about that? Sometimes sometimes you just need to suck at stuff mm-hmm. and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Do go on about... Is there evidence about the utility of sucking? Is there evidence sucking? about the utility? There's actually a lot. Yeah. You know, mostly this falls under resilience kind of literature, mm. right? Mm. I mean, you know, take a kid for whom everything is provided for them, the, the path of their life is paved with gold and <laughs> everybody's removing any obstacle, you know, in, in their way. Mm. Lawnmower parents, I heard that this week. Lawnmower parenting. They mow every, all the obstacles oh, down. Oh, right. Yeah. So is this different from the helicopter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. the helicopter is something else <laughs> <laughs> is the helicopter about danger yeah risk aversion, risk aversion. Uh-huh. yeah whereas yes. the, the lawnmower i was reading this week is all about mowing down obstacles right. out of the child's way so uh-huh. they never have to just they never have to kind of climb over something to get to right them. yeah it's already done for them yeah mm. i mean i don't know I, I sort of put it to you would you like a life like that no some days i would some days or oh, some days <laughs> Why are there all these weeds in my path? Exactly. Where's the bloody lower man? Mower man. (laughs) Wait a minute. It's me. I'm the mower man. You are the mower person of the life. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So we're not talking about having weeds, though, you know, because this is kind of, it's a spectrum of, you know, difficulties and obstacles that you need to overcome. Mm. You know, um, we're we're expanding on this metaphor, a child who grows up surrounded by weeds yeah. is also going to struggle yes you know and not they get the sunlight they can't exactly mm-hmm. they can't see beyond the weeds they just kind of that's exp- that's their experience yeah and they lose confidence in their ability to have you know yeah. a sort of 
fresh lawn to walk on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that idea of someone doing the mowing for you, um, I think that's the major impact is that yeah. it just achievement you know building any kind of sense of esteem mm. comes from a sense of achievement mastery yeah. at something yeah and i mean something that comes easy it's not really a source of pride no is it no no because what have you done in order to contribute to that yeah nothing it's sort of just genetic lottery yeah the things that come easy yeah and that taps into um, the idea of every kid gets a trophy at mm-hmm. the end of mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. event. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I have very few trophies from when I was a kid. I have none. I have zero. I'm sorry. <laughs> Best and fairest Nicole, okay. 1986. <laughs> I was very proud of that one. Where is it, Nicole? <laughs> um, that's a good question. Pride of <laughs> she, no. she stands up. <laughs> Walks to the lounge room, knows exactly where it is. <laughs> Funny. Now that one I don't have, but I remember getting it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. But uh, kid number two um, has spent, you know, a lot of years getting trophies for participation in football mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And came home from a presentation day from the one team that they pretty much lost every single game, mm-hmm. every single game that season, mm-hmm. and got a trophy for it. You know, yay! Mm-hmm. Uh, came home and collected every participation trophy that he had in his bedroom mm-hmm. and threw them all in the bin. I was like, I didn't earn these. They don't mean anything. <laughs> and I'm like, God love straight. him. Yeah. Listen is falling in love with your <laughs> child number two. <laughs> but seriously, but he got it. Mm. Like, I didn't earn these. Yeah. These don't mean anything to me. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, there is that, that sense of achievement comes from actually achieving something. I know. And I think it's... This is where you get into that territory of kind of like, well, you're damned if you do and damned if you so don't. True. So true. Because as for me being the child who never got a trophy. I'm sorry, Rach. I clearly learned to suck a lot. <laughs> it would have been nice every now and then to get a token. Yeah. And perhaps this, you know, could have come just from my parents, you know. Yeah. I see that you've put effort into doing this thing yeah. for an entire term. Yes. And therefore here is this thing. Yes. Like, I think it's how you signify the thing. Mm. Um, well, and the reward for effort rather than, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, mm. you can achieve, two different kids can achieve the same thing. And mm. for one of them, mm. it was like, meh. Mm. And for the other one, mm. they've put in massive mm. amounts of effort for that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that, like, it can create a bit of that sort of um, sort of addiction to kind of, like, getting something external, you mm-hmm. know? Like, mm-hmm. things aren't rewarding. Extrinsic rewards indeed mm. things aren't rewarding just in and of themselves i just used a big word you did <laughs> where's your psychology degree um yeah so intrinsic versus yes. extrinsic rewards mm. um and you know we need to find ways of intrinsically rewarding ourselves mm. and when you're little that comes from your parents yeah going i see you and i see what you are doing mm. and therefore i'm proud of you and this yeah. is the reasons why yeah and when that's done often enough, that becomes your own little voice in your head mm. that you give yourself that intrinsic reward. Yeah, right. Okay. It's so I'm guessing that, that you play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm guessing that when the lawn is mowed for you, mm. what does the tape play in your head? Exactly. Well, everything should come easy for me. Yeah. Things are difficult and not worth trying if it's, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's just 
does our kids a big disservice, doesn't it? It does, absolutely. And mm-hmm. then we complain about them being mm-hmm. ungrateful, not, ungrateful, and not resilient, and that kind of thing as All well. That stuff. Um, yeah. Whereas you know, we've created it. Yeah. We need to take some responsibility for our part in that stuff Indeed. as parents of small and large humans. Yes. Mm. And I'm taking a moment to reflect <laughs> the ways in which. <laughs> I've trained my children to expect extrinsic rewards sometimes. Because <laughs> they do turn to me and say things like, so I think I need an ice cream now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, there's a difference between extrinsic rewards and bribery. And I think there is a place for bribery. And <laughs> I'm not going to judge anyone for using bribery. In fact, yesterday I had the, we need to get an ice cream now. And I said, well, that's great. But, you know, it's a Thursday afternoon. I see no reason for ice cream. And mm. the comment was made something like, Daddy always gets us ice cream. Oh, nice. I and I'm that. thinking, Daddy, <laughs> you're ruining my life. Does he and really I'm also thinking, does he really? Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Oh, they can play it. Why can they play it? Oh, my goodness. Daddy so always gets me an ice cream when he picks me up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's nice for you and Dad. Yeah, well done. Shame he's not doing it today. <laughs> I do that with the big one was always, you know, oh, this person got a mobile phone mm-hmm. and their parents are paying for it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, isn't that nice? How nice. Wouldn't it be great to have those parents? Sucks to be you. <laughs> and horrible. guess what? I learned on my own podcast today that it's good to suck and not get things <laughs> yes. um, and play. That's Out right. in the yard. See you later. Off you go. Yeah, happy children. Sucking is good. And I think... Um, failing, mm-hmm. failing is good. Mm-hmm. Um, failing is good to know that firstly that you don't die. Mm-hmm. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, nothing horrible is going to happen. I mean, I, I um, first time I ever failed something um, like significant was grade twelve legal studies, mm-hmm. and uh, I loved grade twelve legal studies and had a ball doing it, but. Um, little smarter Alec me decided that I was better than handing in an assignment um I was up in North Queensland opening a McDonald's store because you know I was asked to so I took two weeks off school Mm -hmm. grade 12 Mm -hmm. I'd already done it at the start of the year going to you know Darwin to open that McDonald's store Mm -hmm. um and so uh, smart ass me was like no I I just I'll do it when I get home and of course in grade 12 when you don't hand it in Mm -hmm. you get an E and your final result can only be one better than your worst result. And so overall, like never ever gotten a D in my life and overall got a D on my grade 12 certificate. And uh, I didn't die. You know, it was, it was stupid and it made me feel like, oh, that was a really bad decision, bad choice. Um, and did I make that mistake again? No, of course not. Because you learn from failing and you learn either how to do it better if you maybe didn't put in enough effort or you learn to, you know, stop being a a goose and do the right thing because you don't like that feeling. Mm. Um, But you also learn we're not dead. It's all good. So, um, yeah, I think that failing is a very important thing, Mm -hmm. especially for people who are generally higher achievers Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You're not going to die. Try something new. So to all the grade 12 students listening, mm. actually, you're all done, aren't you? They're all done? No. Oh. It's, ter- it's term three. Okay. You probably... <laughs> it's only term yeah. three. Your exams are coming up. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sure. Nicole said so. I said so. Yeah. I, yeah. Can, I, can, I can see angry, angry male in our future. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, grade mm. 12 is also not the be-all and end-all, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, mm. you get into uni one way if you want to go to uni, or you get into uni another way, or you do a completely different thing, and mm. all of those things are okay. Mm. But also, like, you know, you didn't hand it in because you were doing other stuff. Yeah. It's interesting and fulfilling and gives you money and makes you a well-rounded person. Yes. And it's kind of this thing of you can't be all of the things all at once. Yes. So, and that's often when we fail. Yeah. When we're trying to do too many of the things. And so many times you think, I can do all of the things and it'll be all right. (laughs) But guess who suffers when we do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have a cold right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. This is correct. So to round off Mm -hmm. um, this, this afternoon, this morning's chat... Um, your office, your new office, how's mm-hmm. it going? Coming up Good. soon? Keys on Monday. Yay! Oh, golly, yes. It will be. I'm mm-hmm. just realising the date. That's yeah. so exciting. I can't wait to come visit. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll record at your new office. Perhaps. Although you have to have tea. Yes. So we'll have to work that out. Well, I have shelving. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a whole row of tea. That's so exciting. It will happen. It's very yeah. exciting. I'm planning a party. Oh, wow. I think maybe 1st of November now. That sounds... For everybody, you're all invited. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, I'm going to do a little open house thing. Oh, yay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's good times. Yeah, it is good times. But, um, you know, I'm also keeping in mind my little poo bear in my head. Yes. would say also just take the time to do nothing. To do nothing. To do nothing, because doing nothing is something. And it leads to something. Indeed. Often. And even if it doesn't. You've done nothing. You've done nothing. And that's the most awesome type of something. <laughs> I think that is brilliant. Mm-hmm. So to everybody out there, um, hug your babies. Mm-hmm. Do nothing. Do nothing. Yeah. Oh. That's today's lesson. Oh, there's more? Homework. Homework? Yes. Are you getting me homework? Yes. Oh, I love homework. Well, you get to choose your homework. Okay. Excellent. So Nicole and I were thinking that perhaps we might... Um, because we like to expand our horizons, yes. read the things, mm. look at the things, mm-hmm. listen to the things, <laughs> listen to the things. For sure. Um, we were thinking that if we have something in mind that we're going to both be looking at over the next couple, over of, the weeks. Next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and then if anybody wants to join us in with that looking, listening, yes, <laughs> finding things, they can come along with us. <laughs> um, you can do the homework with us. That sounds Homework fantastic. is a bad word, isn't it? It is a well, mm-hmm. I used to think it was a bad word, mm-hmm. but now I, I think I've gotten to a point where I haven't done anything mm-hmm. sort of um, formal educational courses or conferences mm-hmm. or whatever for quite a number of years. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Paul about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't done anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so I am ready for this, Rach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the homework. Give me the homework. Yes, please. What do we got? Well, would you like to Brene Brown with me? Ooh, I do love Brene Brown. <laughs> me too. Excellent. And I'm still encountering people who are saying, who what now? Oh, wow. And I pause and I take a breath and Mm -hmm. I look at them like, your world is about to change, friend. Yes. We are about to blow your mind. (laughs) Let me bring you into the Brene Brown cult. Excellent. Okay. So, because we came across this audio recording of um, a chapter from one of her books. Yes. So, she's written about five books I think now okay we might fact check (laughs) (laughs) is it five I don't know this book is called Daring Greatly right and it is about um, well it's about people um, actually it's about trying in life 
at those things that you don't feel great about and how much daring it takes to do the thing that seems the scariest. Yes. So that's what the whole book is about and the chapter, we'll have to link to it, we'll put it on our um, Facebook page, but it's about um, how to take that spirit of daring greatly into Mm. the life of being a parent. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds very exciting. So we'll do a, a link to where you can listen to Brene reading from that chapter. Okay, that sounds awesome. Sounds fabulous. Yes, it does sound fabulous. And I had something, mm-hmm. talking about creativity and all that stuff, um, Elizabeth Gilbert from The Woman Who Wrote Eat, Pray, Love, mm-hmm. which I have not read. Oh, really? <laughs> really haven't read it. Oh. Um, she wrote a book called Big Magic mm-hmm. about creative living beyond fear. So there's another one there. And mm-hmm. it's all about having the courage to bring forth mm-hmm. your creative work. The treasures that are hidden inside you are hoping that you will say, yes, I do courage so um yeah that's one that i was looking at earlier as well so brene brown we'll link the Mm -hmm. thingy with the doobahickey we will it'll happen producer (laughs) good job thank you much all right yeah and so if you're looking for us you Mm -hmm. can find us on our facebook page Mm -hmm. which is pop the kettle podcast at pop the kettle yeah the kettle on podcast pop the kettle on podcast yeah that's what we're called (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense because that's the name of the podcast. Oh, really? Um, and Rach, where mm-hmm. can people find you? I'm at littleshopofpop.com. I love that. So Soon much. to be newlittleshopofpop.com. Oh, are you going to call it New Little Shop? That would be confusing. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so just littleshopofpop.com, um, which rolls off the tongue. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Nicole Lessio, which is the beauty of having a weird name that Beautiful. you can just have your own name as your Twitter handle. Yeah, just Nicole Lessio. Just at Nicole Lessio. All right. All right. So until next time. Hug your babies. Hug your babies. Be hug kind. each other. And be kind, yes. And we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Bye, y'all. Bye.